Welcome to the very first episode of Discology Music Club. I'm your host, Billy Sims. Discology is a music podcast where we listen to an album, then meet up to discuss. In our journey, we will talk to all sorts of people from all walks of life about the music. On this episode, we're talking with Bud and Nick about baby metal and their self-titled album. So, let's talk about music. I'm not going to agree with you on is probably like what your favorite song on the CD might have been. Yo, I'm just waiting for me to say something. You are, you are out of your mind, man. <laughs> you know there's going to be a fucking in there. <laughs> I never, I never say you're out of your mind. I say you're out of your fucking mind. The best intro ever. Was that an intro? Yeah. Sorry. No, I've just been recording the whole time. Just oh, that's good, dude. You got some gold here. You can, <laughs> you can cut some of this up and call it bloopers or outtakes, whatever you want, or just you know. Welcome to... Ah, I can't say the fucking word. Now you guys got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even start yet. Hold on, Billy. I'll, Trying I'll bring, to. Billy, I'll bring you back for this one. Welcome to uh, Discology. This is uh, Billy Sims, and I like to play the bass. That's all I, you know about me? I I, I um, don't take my shirt off while I play bass, in case anybody was wondering. I'm not that kind of bassist. Um, I'm also a Sagittarius. I have, I have a few brothers. Um... I think some video games are pretty cool. Most are kind of bad. Um, but I'll, I won't tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's low, man. Uh, That's a low blow. <laughs> oh. Started out harmless, and then it got real personal. Real man. Man. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he did say, is that all you know about me when I was going light? And then... <laughs> Take nine. <laughs> Welcome to Discology. Today we're talking about Baby Metal, the album Baby Metal by the band Baby Metal. That's called self-titled. If you didn't know, Baby Metal is a Japanese metal idol band, Kawaii Metal. Kawaii Metal. Kawaii. Today Kawaii we're talking. It's, it's cute. Cute metal in Japanese. Kawaii Metal. Uh, today we're talking with Nick and Bud about Baby Metal, and let's get started. All right. So where do we where do we go? Like why don't we, why don't we start with uh, what's everybody's favorite song on the CD? Do that. That'd probably be pretty good. Oh, is this like a one two three? Like, I'll go. I mean, yeah, we could. <laughs> I could do it. I mean, like, uh, what's what's mine? Mine's called uh, Migatsuni. Yeah, I think it's called track four. Yeah. Track four. It's fucking amazing. It's it's beautiful. It's got a really good breakdown. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's a, like that breakdown puts a smile on my face. Uh, that's not even the best breakdown on the album now. I know, I know it's, not, I know it's not, but that that breakdown is like that. I think that song is like. Uh, yeah, but half delicious. of the breakdowns on the album are like fucking reggae or like hip hop at points. Well, this that's one, why they're not the best breakdown, Billy. Really. Yeah, but this one, this one is, this one is, on that. this one is metal. But this one, this one's really good. But th that song itself is like. So you have metal songs, and then you just add Japanese to it, and that becomes like the most Japanese metal song I've ever heard. Well, Megatsune was the first one that I saw. Cause I, yeah, that was like their big hit, wasn't it? Well, it was, Gimme Chocolate was. Gimme, Gimme Chocolate was on that CD, but then Megatsune was uh, the second one, and then Doki Doki Morning took off for some fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, but it's nuts. Like, I think Megatsune, Megatsune, Megatsune. That was like the the first song where they start actually doing like the cute, poppy sort of girl singing too, and then have like the like growls too. The yeah, I mean that's like uh, those. That, what is that? Track, track three and track four on the CD. So like uh, the first one, like yeah, it's pretty good, honestly. Like <laughs> I can't really say anything else besides uh, for me, like the whole thing was um, really. Kind of like old hardcore stuff that I used to listen to, like 2004. Like, cause it had the growling, but that's really all you want is like some growling, some like really good fucking breakdown somewhere, some nice some nice music, and then just have somebody sing. But then like they bring it up, like that J-pop stuff is just so catchy and good. Every chorus hook is like a J-pop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they mix in a lot of backtracks and synth. Like that's my favorite part of Megan Tsunami is <clears throat> just the crazy synth melody that they have going through the whole thing is straight out of Dance Dance Revolution. But that's like... That's like a general theme of the, the whole album. It's like DDR. Yeah. 
I, I just find myself whistling while I'm working and, and bopping up and down, and I'm just like, oh no, I'm turning into a ten year old Japanese girl. <laughs> Dude, have you seen any like the celebrity reactions to uh, Baby Metal? Yeah, I was gonna it's bring like... that up. They got like a lot of YouTubers and the Pentatonics doing reactions, and then they've got Baby Metal doing reactions to the reactions. Yeah, but then they also uh, who was it? Um, the guy from Human Giant, bald guy, Bob uh, Odenkirk. No, no, oh. Paul Shear. No, yeah. Okay. He does a reaction to it, and he's like really into it. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he's like, I, "I'm, I definitely go see Baby Metal." In, all, in <laughs> like, all fairness, I feel like he's just really into ten-year-old Japanese girls. He does you know, kind of like, give that vibe. Side note: not the cutest ten-year-old Japanese girls I've ever seen. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> it out there. Uh, like so, good for him. But I mean, but, like in that subject matter, I mean, that's their thing too. Like they they come out as these cute little girls. They do these cute little poses, oh, no, and then they just start like doing like this little pokey dancey thingy. And, and before then, you know it, one of them is crucified and suspended yeah. from the ceiling. <laughs> Rob Halford comes out and like breaking the law with them and shit. And painkiller. <laughs> Sure, that was pretty. That was pretty great. But I mean, like in in fairness, they were a band that was put together by the Fox gods. So, uh, yeah. uh, true, true. Some heavy shit. Yeah, right. When you have a, a fucking I, uh, deity, I just did like some... summon. So, get the bring me these three little girls, and bring me half of the people who can play really good fucking metal music. <laughs> Which in Japan was only like four. There was an eight <laughs> total, so we got four of them. <laughs> That's a good ratio, fifty percent. You know. Well, I mean, it's a fox god. You don't want to piss him off. <laughs> we mustn't upset the fox but, god. I mean, like they—they they weren't like the ones that started it either, with the no. the cute metal and stuff like that. But like, it's the—it's a very similar sound to like old school hardcore, where like they had more of a singer before they went. Yeah, to, but like, they're saying that they—they're like, saying stuff. that they pioneered this genre of kawaii metal, and I guess they're—they're. They're of course, going... they did when it's all girls who dress up like really, really cute, and it's just about the girl, like the girls who do it, like. What is it, uh, the Shinjuku province or whatever with those girls? They dictate how the rest of the world dresses as far as fashion is concerned. Harajuku. Har- yeah, whatever. What the fuck ever, dude. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm ignorant enough to the point where I don't know what you're talking Like, I don't know it, but I know it. Like, it's fine. It doesn't matter if I butchered it or not. I know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, but how is that different than, like, New York City here, L.A., basically? Like, that's the same shit. Yeah, if I said Brooklyn or whatever, what the fuck ever. But I mean, the only problem would be because I'm living in really close proximity to New York, so would I would I should know that. But if I was like in <laughs> Idaho and I was like, I don't know, man, like a fucking Brooklyn or something where they do fashion, and you're like, actually, asshole, that's New York City. Like, fuck you, dude. I'm like real close. I'm like so close. Like that's the that's what that was. Speaking of Fox Demon, I did uh, some research, and uh, Megasune actually is uh, uh, translated to female fox, I think. I don't, Google Translate's not the most reliable source here, but, you know. Google, Google Translate tells me this means yeah, female like, fox. Some of, the, some of the other songs, it, it started, like, every now and then was the, the, uh, the meaning. I fall apart. Something like that. No, like, yeah, like... <laughs> Turn around, bright yeah. eyes. <laughs> like, I don't think that's actually what they're naming. One was Cowpea. Google Translate... Translated Uki Uki Midnight to Cowpea. No. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how sound that information is, but, like, the, at least the Pretty female sure fox made wrong. sense. Like, Megasune, Megas, me, I can't say this fucking shit right. Megan? Oh, that's a bleasune. Megan? Me, <laughs> I can't do it, man. Just call it Mega Milk and get it over. Mega Milk. <laughs> Anybody who gets that reference, it's you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. That one was for whoever's a fucking weirdo out there. You're a weirdo. Pretty sure if they're listening to this. You've just alienated weird. like three of the three listeners <laughs> that are going to have I, I don't think anybody gets alienated when they get called out for knowing Mega Milk. <laughs> it's like, so do you. Takes one to no <laughs> one kind of situation, I guess. Is really what it comes down to. Anyway, I'm still looking to see if this is right where it's cow piss for... Uh, no, no, cow pee. No, cow P-E-A. pee. Yeah. I got float, 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 float <laughs> in Google Translate. Dude, what the fuck did you type? I got uki uh, uki. U-K-I, U-K-I. I got cow pee. 
I'm doing it right, right? Did, did, did so you we can meet you right now, Patty? Yeah, it's a space. We can agree that Billy doesn't know how to Google. <laughs> Hands down, you just lost Everybody any ability to Google. Everybody knows how to Google. Come on. I think I think your girlfriend just confirmed with me that you don't know how to Google, man. All right, first episode of Discology I'm getting teamed up on already. It happens. That's your everyday life. <laughs> we thought you were Born to be teamed up on. That was your uh, that was your hit song, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety-four. I'll never make it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere he snuck in a cover of "Pour Some Sugar on Me." Pour some. I wish. No, can't copyrights. Seriously, you need to have at least one, only one arm. Like one arm has to be missing in order for you to even do that song. I think. That's the way you get away with it. Too soon, man. I mean, it's not been in the eighties. <laughs> Seriously, too soon. Too soon. All right, too no. soon for a too soon joke. Yeah, so that's not my bad. favorite song. What's your favorite song on it? You uh, want to... Yeah. Personally, I, I get like. Do you mean live or just listening to the album? Well, just listen. Just, it doesn't really matter. I guess yeah. yeah it would give, be us give us both. Give us the preface for both. Because he's gonna be headbanger. Head to banger. Nah, that one. That one I thought was a little weird. Have you seen like, the music video? I it saw cool. most of it. And the music video is fucking cool. Dope. The music video, she's like, she's like uh, traditionally like praying to like a shrine in a house to like a dead person the way the Japanese do. They'll set up the shrines in the house whenever somebody dies. So she's like praying to him, and it's like her old boyfriend or father. It doesn't really fucking matter who she's praying to. But eventually, like a neck brace comes down, and she oh, and puts the neck brace on, and it's just hysterical. It's really well, good. See, that was part of the, the thing that got me was I was watching a live performance of Death. And it starts out like with this sick speed metal riff and the drums are chugging away in the background. And they're just, the whole crowd is just chanting Death, Death, Death. It was like, that's some real heavy shit right there. And uh, so they do like the verses and they get into the, the chorus at the end. And they walk the girl over like a, up a couple steps where the crosses are, and they actually tie her to the cross and put the neck brace on and lift her up. I was like, she "What stays the there hell like is happening right minutes, now?" Yeah. And, and like, have you seen what they look like now, dude? That one, the one girl who wore that neck brace that many times. Have you seen how long her neck is now? No, her neck it, was long before that, though. See, uh, I didn't notice it until after. Like now, she's like eighteen, and she like grew, she's like tall. And her neck is fucking huge. I thought you were going to say she's like the dude from Cannibal Corpse where he needs like a belt to wear as a necklace oh from headbanging for so long. Yeah. yeah, but that death music video was pretty awesome too. Like as a live performance, that was my favorite. Uh, but like as a, like a CD album death, it was cool, but it, it didn't really feel like baby metal. It just felt like a lot of other metals. It felt like it was just trying to introduce itself. Like, hey, we're serious. We know metal. Let's fucking kick your ass right now and do some shit. Yeah. And then it wasn't yeah. until later in the album when you start getting the like kawaii part of it with the um, little girls the sporadic going genre hopping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like they're you know they're little Japanese girls. Honest to God, like I'm pretty sure like little, little girls who sing in any music video or any any band can just get away with genre hopping. Like look at Taylor well, Swift, her fucking new CD sucks. Well, yeah, asshole. but I mean Japan but is like, a lot. It's a completely different genre <laughs> than what she was doing before. And like just stick to your shit. But nobody gives a crap well, about it. I mean <laughs> in the same song, like the one that really stuck out to me for the genre hopping was Line, because it starts out again with like the catchy synth riff. And then it turns into the Japanese girls rapping. That song was but called like, Line. I thought it was called Ein, I I N E, and not L I N E. I don't know. I maybe Google on. Translate fucked me over again. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's Ein. All right. Well, it looks like Line. Yeah. So, like, because well, it's, it's the J. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I got the same sort of like feel. Like it was a very DDR song the whole way well, through, and it jumps into what? It, it was, goes into rapping. And then right after the rapping is the best breakdown on yeah, the album. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is, it is really just, good. Yeah. It needed it, though. And it, it, it just hits you so hard. And, and, and then it goes back into the synth again. I think I wrote down, like, for that breakdown, I, I, I called it myself, like, it's a roller coaster, genre roller coaster. It goes dance, metal, electro, rap, pop, video game, like, and then metal somewhere in there. And then for me, that song, the pop sort of outro with the double kick just running through it. That got me so fucking hyped. I was just like, yeah, let's do this. There are there are a ton of those songs like just on the CD that are just 
really like invigorating is like a really good word for yeah. it because it's just like it. That's what. That's why happy like a, music. A, a, going to a show would be so fucking awesome because you'd just be so. Dude, amped you know up. they play, they play in uh, I think it's Colorado this this year in like yeah. three or four months. I'm a, I, I heard. I was thinking. I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? That'd be wild. Just go I to Colorado real quick and just Colorado, Ohio, Colorado, Georgia. They're doing a bunch of different festivals, but um. I'm wondering what's up because one of their guitarists died. Like, the cool thing, too, about them, like, it's only the three girls in the front, but the rest of the band all dress up in that, those costumes. And they do, like, kabuki shit. They do, like, the ring girl ghost mm-hmm. sort of thing. They do the skeleton, like, the dancing skeleton costumes. That's my favorite. That's so fucking cool. I would love to go to a performance just to see that, like, how they're doing. Oh, no, those dudes are awesome. And it's, like, like the weirdest part is that... You'll like start looking at their videos and it's like, what are, what are those dudes gonna do next? Like, what are they what are they gonna be in like the next live video that I come? I across? wonder if that's like Blue Man Group where they just interchange people in and out. Like, I'd, ha- under dude, one I'd, I'd have to assume there's a, art, like, there's a baby metal guild. There's a, like, I mean, she just started like her own. Uh, she has like her own band now, too. Like, the wait, main, wait, so the main chick? Yeah, the main chick like has her own like uh, pop group kind of thing. Oh, she got out of the metal game? No, she's still doing, like, the metal game, but it's, like, her, like, her, like, solo stuff, so it's a little bit more, like... Like, Evanescence kind of thing? Like- no, it's way more, it's way more poppy. Like, it's, it's way more J-pop than anything else. Oh, man, I'm burping too much. <laughs> um, well, vocally, she's really talented. Oh, yeah, so... Totally. She's doing when they let like, sing. You know, the, like, the yeah. weird thing was... Is that they're like, oh, you know, let's make this fucking fox, de- fox like god band thing, and like let's let's find a girl who can possibly sing, but also has the features of a cat. <laughs> like if you've ever seen her, if you actually look at her, like her her lips like curl up like a cartoon cat's, mm-hmm. and like she had like I don't know if they go out of the way to make her eyes like way slanty sometimes. <laughs> that's fucked up, right? That's but that's really not funny. like it's not a racist thing. Like it's like they, I think they go out of her way to design like their makeup and stuff like that a little bit more like feline like because that's like their uh or not really it's like feline features for foxes but i mean the japan's run by cats like the internet for japan is all cats too the cat cafes and whatnot so maybe that's part of it like culturally they're just more inclined to that it could have been designed like they you know they do with taylor swift here they kind of make her like a certain way yeah yeah See, Name dropping her twice already. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like you could have used anybody else. You could have went with like I didn't know Ariana Grande else. likes to wear cat ears a lot. No, that, that's because he's trying to like sneak into T Swift's studio, get her on a T Swift. If you're listening, I'm yeah, open for collaboration. That's exactly what she's doing. She's got but not no like that. Fucking, she's got all the time on her hands in the world. That's yeah. just, like, you know what? Let me let me grab Some this random podcast. Po- podcast real quick. What's this guy's name? Well, William, after, huh? after your comedy podcast takes off, then, you know, of <laughs> course true. we're... We could be, this could be we're one of those situations that we're yeah. talking about right now, and like, hey, you know. <laughs> what if we get Taylor Swift to cover a baby metal song? How would that play out? Interesting, but, like, I really don't think she'd have the voice for... Uh... I, I think she'd mess up the Japanese. <laughs> I, mean... I didn't even think of that. <laughs> she, she, would she, would she would definitely butcher the crap out of it, but I mean, like... Yeah. It, like, let's say she, she could just sing it, like, completely... Normal, uh, it would be a really weird, slow song. That was my favorite part of the performance with Rob Halford, though, is you could tell that he wanted no part of anything that was Japanese. He's like, I'm just going to hang out on stage and do my thing until you start playing Painkiller, and then it's gay. it's go time. Yeah. <laughs> I slept. I said gay time, but, I mean, it's, it's Rob <laughs> Halford, so that's okay. <laughs> He's the pioneer of leather and bondage, man. Come on. Sure. Sure, whatever, whatever you like, it doesn't matter. I was actually talking to an older friend who grew up in the 80s, and he said, once I found out that Rob Halford was gay, it completely changed my perception, because now all of a sudden songs like Ram It Down had a completely different meaning <laughs> to me. <laughs> I said, yeah, well. You think that was the same for like when pe- people found out Elton John was gay? Was there a time where people thought he wasn't? Like... <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that as a joke. Like, I mean he that as like, a, a wife, serious man. thing. Like, he had a wife. Somebody, dude, at least she thought he wasn't. Dude, nobody wears a glitter suit, man. No one, no one does that. Like, you're making you're a wrong. statement. See, Gary Glitter. 
Gary Glitter wore a glitter suit. He had glitter in his name. That's acceptable. <laughs> That's literally the exception to the rule. Rock and roll part you just, two, man. You explain the exception to the rule. If your name and David like, Bowie wore glitter suit. Dude, if my name, if like, like, man, if my last name was a derogatory slur, I would have the right to say that derogatory slur. That's what you're doing. Like, people who have glitter in their last name are allowed to wear as much fucking glitter as they want, okay? Yeah, I was less surprised to find out that he was gay than I was to find out that he's not saying, hold me closer, Tony. I still think it should be that. I think it's a way better song than like. The song is called Hold Me Closer, Tiny Dancer by Elton John, not Tony Danza. I mean, I never even met Elton John. Yet. What is that? And then the uh, the, the, uh, the ACDC uh, um, th uh, 30, 30 Thieves and the Thunder Chief. That's fucking great. Um, Daft Punk, I'm a, uh, wait, what is it? Um, we rub a Mexican monkey? Yeah. <laughs> rub a Mexican monkey. <laughs> yeah, once, now that you've heard it, every time you, you hear that song, it, yeah. it, it's just going to be we rub a Mexican monkey instead of we're up all night. Yeah, I mean, we can... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing hit me. I was like, what song are you even fucking talking about? And then as soon as you said the actual lyrics, it just ruined it. <laughs> Oh, game over. We broke that. I'm definitely hearing the Mexican monkey in my head now. Like that's that's just crazy. That's crazy. You're never un gonna unhear it. I cannot talk today. Talking is not my forte. Yeah, and you're the one who wanted to do this. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. That, so that's, Billy, what let was me your, try what to make a favorite? podcast. That's probably your favorite song, trait Billy? to have if you want to go into broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> the inability to talk. The only person who's cut out for broadcasting here is me, obviously. You definitely got a face for radio. <laughs> that's what that's what they all say when they're looking right into my butthole. <laughs> You've got a butthole for radio too. <laughs> I, I pride myself on having a butthole made for radio. And that wraps up Nick's comedy co podcast. <laughs> No, my favorite song, um, I'm going to be a little cliche. I liked Headbanger because it was so literal. And it was like, it just, I didn't even, I had to listen to this thing on YouTube. Me and, too. And uh, going through it. And I was I was making waffles while I was listening to it. <laughs> so I wasn't looking at what the title of the song was. And I, I just like, I started getting really into it. I'm headbanging stuff. And I look over, what's this song? What's the song? And it's fucking Headbanger. And I'm like. I'm so lame right now, but this song fucking rocks, so it, I, that see, has to be my favorite. For, for me, that was Gimme Chocolate. Because it's got the straight up Slayer thrash metal intro. Gimme give give me Chocolate for a while was really tied as like the number one, but I I, I think the... Uh, I think it's like the real, like the lyrics and the vocals throughout Megatsune, like really take it over the top, over like things like that, because it's like a super metal song kind of. Has a nice breakdown, and then just ends up being like the like a really pro, like nice progression throughout the song, of just a good uh, mashup between the lyrics and the music yeah. itself. See, I'll, I'll always be drawn to Megatsune because that was the first song that I I saw and I saw the video for it. That was my introduction to the band. Was the the video for Megatsune? Was that the like one? That fucking knife. The well, knife and the, uh... it was the little Japanese girls, and the whole band was just dressed up like the fox demons, and yeah, they're yeah. going nuts and they're in the old wooden room. It's, like, it's it's literally they're like playing the, the old uh, yeah uh, wooden instruments. Uh, yep. that's why I'm that's why I'm like it's the most Japanese song I've ever heard. Yeah, they throw in a lot of traditional Japanese melodies in there, and like. Mm -hmm. Between well, you, that's how the vocal melodies all are too. Mm -hmm. Very different than American pop. Oh yeah, and like most, but most of the times the the girls aren't. I call them the babies just because like to me they're that's baby. They're metal. your babies. They're, no, no. The, but that's they're weird, actually man. like the metals. They're like the metal babies, like. Because like, it's like Sue metal. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have actual what is the, names. What is the one Yu-Gi-Oh uh, thing with the uh, the three the three um. Water, the water, the thunder, and the uh, the earth. Um, oh, isn't it like bless you. Uh, you know the Paradox Brothers? That's who I'm talking about. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But they have a. It doesn't matter. I got it later. If anybody understands this Yu-Gi-Oh reference, please comment down below. Isn't that like the Trinity <laughs> Elf or something? No, it's not the Elf. It's like those three weird fat fucking uh, monster cards. Or it does. It does. And again, it doesn't. Does not matter. <laughs> well, you just offended every Yu-Gi-Oh fan listening to this, so I'm pretty sure you're gonna well, get some hate mail. Yeah, good. They can all shove a yacht up. Yeah, please send the, all your mail to PO Box. Nick's <laughs> is the worst. No, you can give give him my email. 
<laughs> we'll have my email down in the comments below. <laughs> you can you can message me all fan your... mail, hate mail, dick just pics. I'll gladly <laughs> answer maybe the one person who's gonna take the time to message me. He'll do an AMA forever. Y'all a bunch of nerds. I couldn't even name the damn thing I was trying to talk about a second ago. <laughs> well, you brought it up. I figured you would it's know. It's because I brought up the Paradox Brothers today when somebody came into work and asked me for something. And the one one guy next to me said yes, and I immediately said no. And I just laughed and went, one of us is lying, one of us is telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just standing there, and the guy's like looking at me like, fuck, this is a rough one. <laughs> and my one employee, I'm standing there, I'm like, yeah, we're the Paradox Brothers now, don't even worry about it. He actually got the reference, though, so that was pretty good. Anyway, what were we so talking about before that? We we tangented into the, the, ba the baby, the babies. Oh yeah, how no, you, the babies. How you like to call yeah. them the babies, the metal babies, the, ma the metal babies, because the rest of the band are just the metal demons, and then those are the metal babies. But uh, the metal babies, like half the time, it's just the tall one singing, and yeah. like she's the only one that actually gets to sing. The other ones, they like say sing stuff, and it's all like cutesy little like. And then you got the other one, the tall one that does the... I don't know any Japanese, so I didn't want to... I shouldn't even fucking try. Yeah, most of the time when you're out... <laughs> That's when racist. You, when you go out of your way to not offend anybody, usually usually the only way to do that is to just not attempt what you're trying to do. Good point, good point. I'll remember that for next time. He just stopped recording. He's going to edit that out. Yep. Because you just called oh, him out on it. I'll get that in editing. <laughs> no, but like between gotcha. <laughs> between Mega Mega Sune and Gimme Chocolate, still can't say that. I still can't say it. I should have I mean, I mean, in Japan. I can't probably, speak Japanese. Are probably the best songs on on the CD. They're definitely the reason that that album hit number thirty nine on the Billboard. Did you guys know that it hit number thirty nine mm -hmm. on the Billboard charts? Dude, in the huge. US. That's why I said I mean, when nuts. you messaged me about this, I was like, I was like, oh, how about this? I just moved this one back into my rotation. Yeah. Like, that's all I was, I was like, this one, this CD's good. And I can't believe I didn't think of it, because it's like such, a, it's almost like a cult classic. It's like a lot of people know about it, but it's not on the popular side of radar of well, things. They sold out um, a show that they played in Manhattan last year. I tried to get tickets. The original value on the tickets was 46 before like 250 or something like that well that was before convenience charges and all that ridiculous stuff they they hit you for and then resale they were up for like 195 dollars damn meanwhile i went to see uh, maximum the hormone in manhattan and i think it cost us like 38 it's crazy like i uh i really don't know even know like how popular they they became but like i was like playing it at work like trying to like do uh, like listen up again on it and like the one kid came in and he's like 19 years old and he was just like he was like dude is this fucking baby metal he's like that really makes me wonder what kind of fucking music you listen to man and he's just like he's like that's awesome and i'm like making what? friends yeah i yeah. guess yeah it's like Bring i was 13 year old me I, I can connect with a 19 year old that's so rad See, I work in a truck all day by myself, and that was the only place I listened to this. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. It goes to show you who's embarrassed. <laughs> Bud's embarrassed to be himself. If oh. I was Bud, I would be too. Yeah, right? Seriously, yeah. his thighs are huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> if they're that big over here though I wonder how big they actually are in Japan because Japan like they don't well, care like you don't sense. care like what you like you just like what you like and you just go out and you be that thing you do your fandom you do your thing they're relatively popular but Bridesmaid I think beats them like Bridesmaid is uh, is like a more poppy metal version of it but it's like uh, well who came first Bri Bridesmaids uh, I'm pretty sure pretty sure they were like 2009 I'm not 100% on that one. It could be another band, but they, um, they're just older and they're just more attractive girls. Like they, they would, and they wear like maids outfits and all sorts of like inappropriately, you know, sexualized things. That comes with the so territory like, in Japan. Obviously. So, so girls are girls, boys are boys. And if you want to be the other one, that's okay too. Like that's <laughs> the way Japan works. So what you're saying is when Bridesmaid is on, you can masturbate to the music video and you don't have to feel guilty about it afterwards. I don't think I've ever masturbated to a music video, man. <laughs> you're missing out. I Some mean, I, I, can't, I can't speak for my like 12 year old self, but like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said never. And then you're saying I did it when I was 12. He's walking no, it I back. Didn't say so those are two no, I, didn't, I didn't walk it back. I just said I can't speak for it. I don't remember what the fuck I did at 12. <laughs> the, only, 
Yeah, we didn't have the internet to record everything we did when we were 12. Seriously. We, we also didn't have the internet for endless free porn when we were 12. <laughs> Going to town. And you know, it's funny because you, you say that, like, you can't masturbate to a music video and, like, immediately... No, I didn't say you can't. I said, <laughs> I, said, I don't said think he hasn't I... since he's 12. He hasn't since he's 12, that's no, right. No, I didn't even say that either. I said I can't speak for my 12-year-old self because I, have, I don't remember what the hell I did. So 13 sure... on, you definitely haven't. To 13 on, definitely not. Before that, I probably I probably masturbated to everything, including, like, you know, a little flicker in the fucking wall. Who knows what I did? Price is right. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm not I'm not definite on what I've done. We're really off topic. That's why I, I, I said <laughs> he it. Just stopped, he stopped talking. He's like, this isn't on me. I had nothing to I do did, with I, it. No, I did. I did stop talking. I was like, this is very off topic. Patty heard it, and that's very weird for me to stop. Oh, we just have to come up with like a weird three-part title, and it's just three random words from the the podcast. So it's just mayonnaise, masturbation, and Japanese metal. <laughs> that's that's probably gonna get you. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I feel good like adjusting the uh, adjusting the mic like all the time. Like yeah, motherfucker, I'm I'm talking. That, that, that's because you were bred for stand up. It's just reflex for you. <laughs> Bread for so how about right. this? My mom uh... fucked a comedian. <laughs> like, Is that why you look long, so funny? Long... <laughs> wow! <laughs> Just a cancerous laugh. <laughs> I'm great. It's I can do it. Good duo. It's good duo. Right my hands are. I, I, I had a good joke. That's why my arm fucked a comedian. But then he hits me with that. It's good. Damn, bud. <laughs> so that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> bud is just wins this podcast. And remember to have all your pets spayed and neutered. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, de definitely declaw cats. I don't like them scratching. <laughs> wow. So let's do a hard segue. Let's get back to the music. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the what was the stuff that you didn't like about the album? Like uh, that whole rap thing. <laughs> I fucking hated it. If, if you're into far eastern trap beats, I highly suggest Keith Ape. Watch it. Dead serious. <laughs> I, I can't. Rem I remember that name. I don't remember what it's from. Uh, it's called Itjima. Look it up. Could you spell that now? We'll have, to, we'll have to Google it on the side. There's also right a, a remix with Waka Flocka Flame. Waka Flocka. Oh, it's that group. Yeah, it's that one. Oh man, those guys are great. See? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, baby metal shouldn't uh, should stick to to metal, not not to hip hop or reggae. I don't I don't even think that it was like done wrong. I think it was just done uh, at the wrong like time. Because what is it like? I like. <clears throat> It felt forced a lot of time. Like your like it, timing was off. Basically, there, it's it, it, it's really just because it belonged in a different part of the song. Like if it just if it was like heavier and then just dropped into like the the rap real quick, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been bad. Like a lot of them are hard breaks too. Like the music just stops and switches genre to a different song. Yeah, like uh, but it doesn't like. Th there's no ring out on a guitar, and it stays in the same chord progression and key. It's just like. Hard stop and then bang. Now it's well. That's tough music. with a lot of the the way mm -hmm. they compress and, and do guitar sounds. Now it's very closed, tight. Like especially metal, new like new metal really does that whole closed line six sound. But um, just to keep it clean. Yeah, and tight, and just because it's oh. very rhythm based, and you have to be like really tight on each they rhythm. All, they also jump around with guitar sound a lot. Like the the two sounds that were most familiar and prominent to me, were I got a lot of Dragon Force from it and a lot of Slipknot from it. And tone-wise, that and and structure-wise, the way that the the chord progressions are and the strum patterns, mm -hmm. those are the two that really stick out. Especially the way they use harmonics and solos is very Dragon Force. Yeah. The, um, the heavy strumming, and um, just the the way that the the chords flow into each other is similar to a lot of Slipknot song structure. And I got that in like four or five different songs they were either like dragon force or slipknot yeah and then give me chocolate straight up slayer in the beginning the one song has almost like a corn kind of feel to it or it's that that dude i could have alt metal i could have swore one song sounded like lincoln park like i guess maybe that was the same one it's that probably you're the same corn. one yeah 
because it, it's it, that's probably the most American hard rock sounding song. Unfortunately, that's the version of metal that I like the least, mm-hmm. which is why that song is like bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah. Like, half the album for me was really good, and then half the album was sort of so-so. Forced. Yeah, like, song four. Like, we were just talking about the rap and reggae breakdowns, or, like, I guess, switchovers, genre changes. It starts out with a very Metallica clean picking with, like, almost a um, orchestral fill behind it. Yeah. Goes into the vocal melody. Very smooth, very flowy for the whole first half of that song, and then it kind of trails off towards the end. Well, a, a couple bit. interviews I, I remember seeing that um, <laughs> two of the girls were really into Metallica after they started getting into metal. Yeah, and stuff. They, they did have a nice interview on that one. Meanwhile, Rob Halford was on stage with them, and they just had no idea who he was. <laughs> I'm sure they knew at that point, because I mean, somebody probably told yeah. them. Meanwhile, but like they didn't, they didn't know. They like had they to got, be Rob Halliford. It's like giving like, a definition of a word you've never used before. Yeah. And then like later, like two weeks later, like shit, that was him. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, it's meanwhile awesome. the musicians, if you looked at them, they were stoked. Yeah, yeah, there was, was like yeah, the culmination like eyes, of a lifelong dream wide. for them. And they Damn, shredded man. it. Painkiller was awesome in that performance. It was really good. That was a really weird. Uh, honestly, really weird. Like I don't even know how did that even come about. It was it was some award show. And they were performing. I think it was the AP uh, Music like, Awards. They, they were on Conan. And, and the they really, Colbert Report. They, they really pushed of... for, uh, for like marketability like last year when they had the new album. And they did the whole tour. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to them touring because I really want to get out to go see them. Like, uh, It does seem like a really, really fun show. Yeah. But I mean, I hope they continue with it for a little bit. But I think like uh, What's Your Face, Sue or whatever will be... Will be killing the the band off eventually to do her. Uh... But I mean, one of their guitarists literally just passed away. He felt like I don't know what happened. I just saw like a I mean, news. You can never article. stop like any one of like Especially the harder when bands. Everybody in the band wears a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, side note: um, a couple years ago, I went to see Slipknot live. Mm-hmm. Their bassist had recently died of a drug overdose, so everybody in Slipknot yeah. has a number. So. Uh, Corey Taylor, the singer from Slipknot, was on stage and he was talking about how everybody has somebody they know that has gotten involved with drugs or something that has affected their life negatively and we've all lost people we cared about. And he's kind of walking around giving this monologue and all the lights go gray and it starts to like snow on stage and the screen behind it is one of the old style movie countdowns. And it starts with nine, eight, seven, and it gets to six because his number was six. And it just keeps flipping from six to six. And it stayed on six as he's walking around. And it was just a really powerful moment in the show because they're another phenomenal live band. But it just took that energy and redirected it into a different way. And while that's going on, he walks over to the stage and he takes the bass and he just sits it down on the stand in the middle of the stage and the lights go down and you just see the spotlight on the base with the snow coming down that's sick it, yeah. it was like a very i would have wanted it. i would definitely would have wanted to seen that that it, was cool it was a very tasteful memorial and you could tell that they really cared about this guy and it, it hurt was that something they did every night cuz it was a tour i honestly don't know cuz like i mean that's something like that's got to be real cathartic you do it every night helps you heal in a way too because I know they've done memorial shows. Like, Lincoln Park just did a memorial show for Chester, but it was, like, a one-night-only thing, and it was it was real powerful. I mean, but they released like, that video recently, too, of, uh, yeah. like, his night, his the night he died. Oh, yeah, where they were the, eating the jelly yeah. beans. Yeah, they were just eating jelly beans, and he was just having a good time, and it's like, this is what depression looks like. Yeah. It's like, looks like someone having a good time. It could happen to anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the double-edged sword of having all the musicians wear masks is now... They can replace him and nobody's going to be the, any the wiser. But at the same time, it's like now you're um, undoing the entire veil you've dropped over the musicians by doing that. Until so so you draw attention to it specifically. The biggest thing with Baby Metal, though, is like I've always wondered, like, are, with a lot of bands, they have songwriters, right? Like you have like songwriters. So it's like, are these guys writing the music? And then, like, I think we, somebody's putting lyrics to it. I think the origination of this band is those guys behind them put the band together. When I first heard about them, I, I, um, 
somebody had told me that that was the case. Like those guys put the band together and they came up with the idea of like having those girls be the front, uh, yeah, front I, ladies, I, front women of it. I feel like to me, it's just a bunch of guys that ha- had a really good musical metal band, but could never find a singer that worked out mm-hmm. because that's always the hardest part is you could be the best musician yeah, in the world, but if you can't find the right singer sound, to match yeah. it, then you don't get anywhere. I mean, what's the biggest problem with a lot of vocal vocal singers in metal bands? Their their voice just gets destroyed. Yeah. So, like, they switch to, like, a girl singing. And, like, usually... And, you know, everybody who's listening to hardcore or metal just in general, and, like, it's, you get that, like, beautiful girl voice that comes in on the song somewhere, and it's like, holy shit. Oh, you mean, like, from like, Autumn to Ashes? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we can bring that one up. Yeah. But you have, like, a, there's a ton of other ones that have used, it, like, used the thing in the... Uh, just in general. But it, the other aspect of it is they took... Like the complete polar opposite and thrust it into the forefront. (laughs) So, so we'll talk about that after. Now (laughs) they uh, they catch your attention because it's so radically different. Whether you like it or you hate it, you're still gonna watch it because it's so different. Yeah, it's polarizing. Yeah, like actually, the intro that Stephen Colbert did. He goes, "I have no idea what I'm about to see, but goddamn, I'm excited for it." That was most of the reactions too. (laughs) That was the coolest part. Even the baby metal, looking at people's react video, reaction videos, were like so excited at how shocked they were. Like, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. And they said it themselves, positive or negative, it's still something either way. So like saying stuff like that is like real emblematic of how good or bad, like having that thought is awesome for them. They really appreciate it. It's like the old, uh, you know, any kind of publicity is good publicity. Yeah, the old Howard, <laughs> the Howard Stern method. Yeah, shock jock kind of stuff. Well, they, that that's one of the lines that always stuck with me from the Private Parts movie is they're going over the, like, focus group. And they said that there's no in-between. People either love them or they hate them, but for some reason they all keep listening. And he goes, well, why do they keep listening? And he said the number one answer for both groups, we want to hear what he's going to say next. And that's pretty much the same thing with these guys. Is because they jump around so much and it, they're great musicians and they have, like, their cute singers and all the choreography and all that you don't know what they're gonna do next it's beautiful in its own way even if it's a hate beautiful like i've watched i've hate watched stuff it's fun wa- hate watching shit it's like a car accident yeah. you me, know it's terrible watching sports yeah sports. but like when you sports. look at videos Fuck your local sports of teams. <laughs> what you can tell are their headlining <laughs> live performances where they have the lights and the lasers yeah. and the huge backdrop and the the crucifixes everywhere and the the monks that come out from nowhere. You Nothing's more t- polarizing than a crucifix on stage, right? It's just like a huge crucifix. Well, besides yeah. the what, main- are you, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> Who's getting it? Who's getting yeah, it? Right? Besides Meanwhile, the main singer talking about politics, that's uh, like that's like number two on that polarizing list, most polarizing. That always yeah. annoys the hell out of me. Number one, crucifix on stage. Number two, talking about I mean, my, politics. My favorite thing on stage was uh, uh, went to see Circus Revive in uh, Central Park. And, Dude, uh, my brother still like talks about that show going with you, like just running into you there. And, oh like, yeah, it how, was wild, dude. How amped up you were to see him, and like how piped up he was about it. Like, oh, it was awesome. It was such a good time. Um, but he's it's been like, like years, and he's still talking about it. He's he's like uh, so he's um, lead singer's on stage, right? Anthony Green. He's on stage, and he just like gets the mic, and he's like, "All right." He's like, "Hey, everybody, how you doing?" Like starts talking to everybody. He's like, "He's like, all right, everybody, hands in the air," and he just starts like commanding everybody to do everything. And then like after the fourth thing, he just goes like, "Don't don't do that, guys." If a guy has a mic, don't don't fucking just listen to what he's saying. <laughs> he did that a bunch of too. Don't do that. And I'm like, like laughs so hard because I'm standing there like I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't control me, but that's because I have control issues. <laughs> I probably would have did it if I was like a normal person. <laughs> but that always stuck with me, like a dude with a microphone. They just don't ever do what they're just saying. So yeah. I hope actually that um, that sort of positive negative thing, that death in the family for them, brings them back together. Like if. If it sounds like they're sort of fracturing because the lead singer is gonna break off, do her own thing, I hope she's still gonna give the time commitment because I, like, well, I mean, she I started really off in like a different, and like she started off completely different oh, yeah. than than uh, baby metal. Like she was like a a kids bop generation like singer for in Japan that was like a little famous, like a, like a seven year old little girl just singing. Uh, like one of the big things songs. on their Wikipedia page is like that they're managed by so and so talent agency. So like. 
it seems like they're open for opportunities. Like, yeah. we could hire them to come on to the, the podcast and sing so, us a little ditty. So when the girls get too old to be cute and dance around on stage, they replace them with... Japanese I, girls. I mean, like... No, they'll still have a career, though. Like, right? With, with the name and the, how many albums they'll... Gimme Chocolate has like 82 million views yeah. on YouTube. That is like... Dude, I was watching uh, uh, Limitless, the TV show. Right? I was watching Limitless. Like, pretty decent TV show overall. If you can get past some things, like just going into the, you know, universes of things, right? Um, but uh, I'm watching right. the TV show. It's like maybe eight episodes in. And the guy's like trying to figure out where like some kidnapped victim and like another thing is being held ransom, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter. But he's doing his like crazy you know, brain limitless thing where he's like processing all this information and in the background it's just like, give me give me chocolate. And, it's just like, and it just starts playing and I'm like, what the fuck? It's like 10 o'clock. Like the show comes on at like 10 o'clock on fucking CBS. What, 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 where the hell does baby metal come from in that? Give me chocolate. Like where did it come? I was like, what the fuck? Is that baby metal? That was baby metal. I'm like rewinding and like watching the video, watching the episode over again. I'm like, that was baby metal. What the fuck is baby metal doing on a CBS show at 10.30 at night? Where does that come? Like, how did they get that big? That's how you know you made it. That is exactly <laughs> how you know you made it. When 90-year-old people want your music in their show for young people. I heard these baby metal people are crazy. Let's get them for our show. Okay, wait, wait. wait. For Gimme Chocolate, is, like that, Mad is that... Max with babies performing is really all it is. So with Gimme Chocolate, is that main melody? Like, I, I have this one melody stuck on my head. Is that Gimme Chocolate? Yeah. All right. I like that one. That was good. That, mean, that little melody with that sound has been stuck in my head for like four days. Yeah, but it's like the it's like um, okay. and they just go please. <laughs> you gotta have manners, man. They're metal, but they have. Manners. Yeah, that's like the outro. It's good. It's good. Give me chocolate's great. It's it's really great. Yeah. Like for everybody that couldn't see that, I, I made like a real cute face with the peace sign going up and the head tilted <laughs> to the side. He thought it was a lot this? cuter than it was. Yeah, so like, the only people who listen to this are like the seven people that we know. Yeah, actually, everybody who's actually in this room. So who knows? Only five, who knows? Maybe, maybe five people. <laughs> At least one this. person's gonna think it's cute. Ooh, I got eighteen <laughs> new voice messages. That's great. Can you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, is, there's 18 of them. Let's see what they say. It's gonna be like Mystery Science Theater. We listen to his vi- voicemail and make riff tracks out of it. No, yeah. Dude, you know, you know, what my voicemails consist of. My voicemails consist of like stupid, ingrate little girls calling me for money uh, that I don't have, and telling me that maybe somebody else is gonna die soon. Like that's pretty much what my like what I get phone calls on. Nobody trying to sell you solar panels. No, that's no. all mine. All solar panels, man. <laughs> the the worst one for me is the one that starts with a foghorn, and it tells me that I want a free cruise. But you pick up the phone, and just. It's I like, get that one at work all the time. That one's great. Like, Maybe we should start doing uh, telemarketing, baby metal telemarketing. I was just about to say, why can't baby metal try and sell me solar panels? Right. I'd be a lot more responsive. So like, yeah, once they get out of the metal game, they'll go into the the telemarketing game. You know, they're just gonna do commercials. Well, they're going to do commercials and like for like uh, guitar companies in Japan. And cat food. No, ramen. Cat, yeah. Ramen. No, dishwasher soap. They've got the weirdest Dry dishwasher soap. Yeah. Mr. Sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody loves Mr. Sparkle, Billy. Everybody it's not loves racist. Mr. Yeah. No one hates it. Everybody's allowed to do the voice. Side note, have you seen the, the Cup of Noodles, man? There, there was like a, a fight in Japan not too long ago sponsored by Cup of Noodles. And oh yeah, yeah! It's like a guy from the waist up. He's a cup of noodles, and there's a kabuki mask on the cup. That's but then great. from the waist down, he's wearing like it's a like leather a banana hammock and wrestling boots that come up to his yeah. knee. Yeah, it's really awkward and weird. That's awesome. That's like, oh man, what the hell is that? Ultimate Those muscle. Ultimate yeah, <laughs> ultimate muscle. That's what I was thinking of. Holy shit, get out of my brain. (laughs) If Baby Metal could start doing commercials like that, they would be legends. They're already, like, rock solid, but I think they're legendary. I I don't know. For some reason, I saw something where somebody posted up on YouTube that they made uh, one of the actual Baby Metal characters in, 
a wrestling game, or maybe there's a baby metal character in a wrestling game, but they literally put the the lead singer into a wrestling game, and like she comes out and she's like throwing her horns up and shit, and like, and the baby metal's cool. going. It's, it was it was really silly. But Could you imagine her doing those like little her choreography, like the, the music videos? They do like the little hand poking things Dude, and like. That, could you imagine that being like her special move before she's about to whoop some ass or something? Yeah, the do the like the face pointing thing and then just drop the biggest elbow on that guy's head. That I can see it, but like again, I didn't know if this was like like I don't watch wrestling, so who knows? Maybe like baby, maybe baby metal is like huge for people who wrestle who like oh, wrestling. Like Japanese pro wrestling is a whole different animal. Who's that? No, 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 this was like WWE. 2K17 or 2K18 uh, right. had like somebody either modded it, made a character that looks exactly like her, and brought baby metal music and a music video into the game, or they just are in there, which would be you know interesting. And who knows nowadays, you know? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Although, is a DC it, game, like who? Fuck it yeah. wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that was like DLC with a microtransaction. Yeah, buy these little Asian girls. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Out of context clip of the day. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> On today's episode... Up, yeah, we'll get all the people who love listening to NPR. On today's episode, buy these Japanese girls with money. <laughs> what is that? I can't, something Jess watches. Episode NPR. One. It starts... It's like the one the one famous dude that everybody listens to his stuff. He always starts it off with a with something really ridiculous that somebody said during the during the show, and then he always ends it with the exact... With like a completely same, similar thing, just ridiculous. Episode one, mayonnaise, pro wrestling, and human trafficking. <laughs> that's that's a good title. Yeah, that's a good title to get me on a watch list. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Billy, yeah. the only person who ever gets put on a watch list is usually like people like me and Bud, fat dudes who live near parks. <laughs> That's just going to get you on a list for free mayonnaise coupons. Seriously. Like this guy, I hear this but guy. Guys, I don't guy. like mayonnaise. <laughs> Next podcast brought to you by Hellman's. <laughs> and human trafficking. Who knew? It pays, it pays for itself. <laughs> oh, man. So my podcast career is ruined. Thanks for joining me, guys. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, but your career in editing should be pretty good. <laughs> I certainly hope so. I'm going to get better. I'm going to have to. Yeah, but by the time you're done editing this, it's just going to be hello and goodbye. <laughs> he's going to go through all of this and he's going to, you know what? I'm just going to cut myself out. I'm, cut, I'm pretty much just going to cut butt out. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to put Nick's thing as, a, look what this idiot says for 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's your, your comedy, comedy podcast, title. Yeah. yeah, just cut it up and do Look one of those uh, one of those said. weird um one of those things that they did in like the Simpsons where they were trying to get like the interviews with somebody like Crusty the Clown. They tried to interview him, but they would just cut back. Put him we're in gonna there. talk about random shit. And I'm just gonna cut it up. So Nick, what do you think about buying little Asian girls? buy little buy Asian girls with money? <laughs> buy low, it. sell high. <laughs> <laughs> buy sell sell buy. All right, gentlemen, thanks for joining me today. It has been a pleasure talking with you. Hopefully, there's another one. Hopefully too. Yeah, but we won't <laughs> really be on it. So this oh, this man. was a one shot deal for us maybe next time we'll pick something a little safer or like less less ridiculous like you can pick whatever metal. you wanted you're the one who agreed to it you're like yeah you got any ideas and i'm like yeah why not baby metal it's yeah. my rotation i mean it's been fun so you know hopefully the listeners think that i'm sure that weird guy's gonna enjoy it that one weird guy. <laughs> that one weird guy that downloads this podcast seriously all the comments are just yeah we're like, talking get, to you get, man get rid of that one guy. And, and remember send nick all the weird hate mail email post it in the comments let's see if anybody actually bites.